give me a pack of dark hands, all darks. Just give me all darks. I don't want no lights in there. I don't want no pattern. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. No, just you know your typical old bean sandwich dad injuries. Uh oh. What happened? Bad knees? Thy shoulder. <laughs> That should have. That would have been my second guess, or sciatic. Isn't that the the classic? Yeah, it's that's what I thought too. It was like it's gotta be the shoulder. You know, like shoulder blade dysplasia. What happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. That's the saddest part. Uh, you woke up. Yeah. When you wake up with the aches. That's oh man, isn't that crazy? That's uh uh. Well, uh, welcome to the Jerk Practice Podcast. That transition, perfect. Welcome to the Jerk yeah. Practice Podcast. I'm Hans. I'm Casey, and we're hurting, both of us, apparently. I had, this along the same lines of your random injuries, age-related, dad-related injuries, I was looking in the mirror, and I couldn't figure out what was making me, like, disturbed. <laughs> so I was looking in the mirror, and right where my hair parts... I've noticed. Oh, I've noticed lately. There's just been like a two-fingered width swath. Gotcha. That used to just ride the part where, like, across uh-huh. the forehead. Like I never, but like no matter what I do, unless I like really like slick it up, it just yeah. goes straight down, like, <laughs> like this just straight down like flat brush. I'm like what is going on? And I'm like trying to work it out, and I'm trying to push it this way and that way, and I went. Holy shit. I was like, I am the guy from the um, commercial, uh, like the Just for Men or Propecia commercial, who's just realizing, like, because I was looking close. I was like, oh, well, I just, it's a style thing. I went, no, it's not. (laughs) I, like, a few hairs are gone. So these hairs, like, are left hanging, like a whole restructuring (laughs) of my head. So ultimately, it's just, no, that's balding. And the, all the time that you were like, oh, just for men, look at the fake before and after picture oh, that shows like the douche. actor kind of looking yeah. concerned. And I was like, holy I'm shit, I'm looking at concerned at what's going on. And that, I got two I, fingers of baldness right here. Yeah. And I always promised myself like, because I thought I, based on whatever everybody says, your mom's dad, your maternal yeah. grandfather, if he's bald, you'll be bald. Mm. And he was bald when he was 12. Like of he, course, I've yeah. never seen him with hair, even in pictures and um, <laughs> like younger yes. pictures. And so I was like, oh, I'm going bald and it is what it is. But now I'm what th- I'm going to be 38. I still got some hair. Yeah. I still got hair. So I was like, you I guess it, I guess it missed me. And now I'm seeing it. And I was like, what is, oh my God, it's bald. <laughs> no! But I always promised myself early on, if I was going to go bald, I'd just be like, fuck it. Like it's, I'm gonna, what are you going to do? Right. What am I going to do? Like, look at it concerned and actually, like, do plugs or whatever? Like, nothing. <laughs> but I realized looking in, like... Can I get three plugs, please? Right. Just right, just one, two, that's it. I did empathize for a minute of, like... Because that guy's not looking in the mirror like, oh, no! Like, he's looking in the mirror oh. just like me going, strange, did I get a weird haircut last time? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Did, did I, I wear wrong? a hat strangely? It's like, no. You're balding around. Like, all of that's going to go soon 
But right oh, now, it's, it's worse because it's yeah. just like it's uh, it's separated it from the pack, so it's like a sad Superman yeah. curl. You know what I mean? Just, it's... <laughs> but no, you look and you're like, what a dope! Like you described it perfectly. That like, huh? It's like the it's the old man move because you're like, huh? Oh, it goes to the side. Is my does my hair have a disease? <laughs> like you look because you're like I don't know. Like I was telling you, like you wake up and you're like, oh wow, I can't move my whole right side of my body because I slept with my arm on my daughter so she would be quiet. Right. And it was like my arm hurts or I could go to sleep. I'm just gonna go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up like King Kong. You're like, yeah, I can't do anything. I'm I'm a waste. I have the amazing thing with my let me with my right knee, right where the I don't know knee parts, but basically right where the kneecap hits the bone, there must it must just be like like your top teeth and your bottom teeth <laughs> grinding, but like not all the time. So there must just be a little piece because I'll just walk, be walking up the stairs, and the shot of electricity that runs from my toes to my brain when yeah. these two bones hit because I'm doing nothing. I'm going up four sets of stairs. Sure. And it You're doing is what a normal person does every day. Shocking how much that hurts. <laughs> ah, oh, yeah. and then my brain sends a signal back to my knee that goes, "You don't have knee insurance. You don't have the knee kind of help." There's no, but yeah. They're not scooping right. that knee or scoping or whatever the fuck they call it. They're just saying <laughs> bad knees, like with the teeth. The boutique was it boutique insurance? No, it's a glamour. <laughs> it's a what? glamour injury. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like it's like oh knees. That's for famous people. I now have so I had braces when I'm young. I'm definitely falling apart, but luckily mine, other than a knee and some other injury stuff, mine's ma- mostly cosmetic. I had braces when I was growing up, and I never wore the retainer as soon as they came off. So I was like, my yeah. parents just threw all that money in the toilet and flushed it with their along tears. with the retainer that you threw in there yeah exactly would you throw a couple hundred in there oh here's the retainer just make sure to don't flush without it so one of my bottom yeah one of my bottom teeth like started falling back so it's like it's just like behind the other ones because it it was yeah. a line and it got pushed back and the other ones must have like be adding some kind of weird pressure on it because it's <laughs> they're turning it brown <laughs> just or, a, or their shirt squeezing your tooth. Yeah. And your tooth is the GameStop of teeth. Or maybe it's like a Dr. Pepper reservoir. Like it's just far enough back where it stays in a little longer. So I got this brown tooth. And Max like, you need, to, you need to whiten that tooth. And I was like, sure. And I did like a hard white stripe, even left it Ooh, longer. Yeah. Pressed it uh-huh. a little harder on that tooth. Oh, yeah. Get that so it's the brown from inside out. <laughs> And again, I got dental insurance. It's the weird kind that you add to your shitty marketplace insurance. We're like, you want to pay an extra yeah. $10? So if all yeah. your teeth fall off, you'll only pay $2,000. But if you want to, you know, yeah. it's it's probably useless. So I'm just like, well, I guess brown tooth now. I guess brown tooth. And it, I told you about that dentist story I had about, like, it was a, basically like a year ago, probably this week. So it's funny that I'm like... Oh, my neck and my shoulder sure. are falling out. It, I just like I had a a, a crown. I, I I thought it was a, a it's a crown that fell out, and I thought I needed a root canal because it was, was so oh, painful, right? And it was the tooth the the crown that fell out wasn't painful, and I got it fixed in 
you know, got the second opinion and they're like, oh, you got another, need another root canal. I was like, I'm going to go to my crappy insurance doctor. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, no, it's just this. So I went in and they fixed it and they're like, yeah, you got a couple. There's a tooth that's maybe a problem. Sure. And I was like, just take care of it. Take care of it. So they took care of it. And then a week goes by and I was like, I know I mentioned the other side of my mouth is hurting like fire engine red like pain and i was like that's not even the side of my mouth that was so i was like so i gotta go back yeah so i go back and i have a different dentist and it was and i'm like i'm down there you know mouth is open i explain i was like i was just here last week i had the different guy he's like okay man okay you know like basically does the fucking mechanic like kicks the tires just like (laughs) yeah Hits yeah, all yeah. the teeth with the little tiny fucking hook. Plays his xylophone, sure. And he's like, okay, I'm just I'm just saying, you were here last week. And I was like, I'm telling you, it like it's painful. Something's wrong. And he's sure. like, okay, okay. And he's screaming like the fucking woman at the front desk. He, they're arguing, and he's like, what was your copay? I was like, I don't, I don't remember. Oh, God. He's like, oh, you didn't pay last week. And oh, I was like, it's fine, God. it's fine. I'll Can pay. you please tell me? What's wrong with my mouth? Because I can't function. Like, I can't sleep. <laughs> like I can't. And he's like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But you didn't pay your copay last week. And I was like, I will pay it this week. I don't know what it was. Right. And he's like, I think it was 40 bucks. And she's like, it's 25. <laughs> I'm like, 25 I, okay, bucks. all right. Yeah. So th- they're bickering about the copay. And then he just fucking leans into me. And this has stuck with me since then. And he just goes. You know why they call it bronze, don't you? And I was like, excuse me? Oh, He's like, shit. Your plan, bronze. That's why they call it bronze. And I was like, I understand gold, silver, <laughs> yeah, bronze. I get it. I get it. What oh. is wrong with my mouth? He's like, oh, just, I mean, fine. It, 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 it ended up being like I was aggressively taking care of the other side of my mouth. <laughs> so that's why it hurt. But that thing is just like he and he didn't, but he should have. If it was an 80s movie, he would have been super tan, you know, like short khaki shorts and just like, hey, man, I'm just a dentist on the side. Oh, Denise, you know, he's just fighting with Denise. It's like a sitcom. But the fuck, I was like, you're going to tell me I'm sitting here. And he's like, you know what they call it? Bronzo. Yeah. I told you I was going to pay the fucking copay. I told you I would pay it. That dude Why is would you not tell me that? supposed. I don't know if it's. I maybe it's just an ethical rule. Like your actual, the actual physician or dentist, the person that's seeing you, should never interact with you regarding your insurance, because that puts yes. a weird, like, pull, like a weird, yeah. like, impact there it, and, on and what how they're he, gonna treat you. Exactly. He gave me the bronze amount of attention. That's. Bullshit. I always think about that because I have like whatever. I'm sure I have bronze or silver or something that I can barely fucking afford now. Well, it doesn't matter. Like they call it yellow. Oh, pfft, you get what yellow. Right. You know what I mean? You need the green. It's like it's cheap. Whatever. I get it. It's cheap. That's what we can afford. That's what we're doing. Please it, don't make me feel more pitiful than I am. Like you're laying prone with your mouth open. And he's like. Pfft. What a scum. That makes me so pissed because I was dealing with, uh, we had to re-up our insurance or whatever. You know, every year yeah. you do it. This will be boring, but I bet a lot of people 
Dear that talk. We're talking about aches, pains. Will be fucking relate. You're so, going bald. My shoulders falling yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Brown tooth, bad tooth. Um, I was getting it, and I was like, "All right, I can stick with my plan. Exactly the same plan I had last year." But they're yeah. like, "It's going to be twenty. Like, it doesn't seem like I'm not. But like, I'll just go basic. Say my plan is a hundred dollars last year, right? Yeah. They're like, it's going to be a hundred and twenty-five this year for exactly the same thing, except you're going to have a tire deductible." larger copays and have to pay this x amount more for your prescriptions so you do the yeah. math and you're like well so you're i'm paying uh a quarter more a month just flat to you and then with mm-hmm. everything you did just on the basics of what i already do and have to use in my doctors basically you're saying you were paying 100 now with everything included each month you're going to be paying 300 it's like it's exactly the same thing <laughs> Like, yeah. go fuck yourself. But the new thing to the marketplace is they added shit. I'm not going to be able to think of the terminology. They added a new tier. So you can either have this type of insurance, which is silver, or mm-hmm. this type of insurance, which is silver. I'm like, wow, it really says it which covers one? the exact same shit. Why is this one, for example, just throwing numbers, why is this one 100? And why is this one that says it's exactly the same thing 60? And and the reason it is, is because the $60 one will cover everything you have. But anytime you need to see a doctor other than your primary care physician, you mm-hmm. have to go see your primary care physician so they can write you a prescription to go see any other doctor. So oh, they have you, you to gotta get middle. a prescription for a doctor. <laughs> so if I wanted to go see somebody Shut up. for uh, mental health, like I'm like. I yeah. can stick with my plan and you just stick with your therapist or whatever and you're good. But mm-hmm. go with the other plan that's cheaper. You have to go to your doctor and they can be like, no, I think you're going to go see this therapist now. Or oh, like They get to dole God. it out. It's basically middling. They dole out everything. But it's exponentially cheaper. So if you don't research what this term is versus this term, I wish I could think of it because it's very oh, basic. Man. You'll just go, oh, yeah, just I only want to pay 60. Hinges on that? Yeah. Um, also, I, as... Like I, as you know, I am not a doctor, right? Why would you want like that's also shitty for your this primary care guy? Because your primary care guy or gal, like they got to run the gamut. They got to cover everything. Like you come in, you're like, ah, you need to see a dentist. Like that's just more right crap for them. Like you come in and you're like, ah, my my foot, and he's like, well, I mean, I can look at your foot. And your foot seems fine, but you should probably see a podiatrist because I can't fix your foot. So to have to keep to have to go back to that guy as the choke point or that lady as the choke point. Well, so the only thing I can just use the website, like why not just make the website? Exactly. I invest in an IT person. Maybe. And I don't know why your insurance would want want this unless they're in cahoots, because the only thing I can think of is you got to go see that primary. Pay your deductible yeah. for the primary. So that goes into them. Yeah. And then they bill, you know, you pay the deductible and they charge the insurance whatever yeah. the fuck they want. And the insurance wheels and deals with that hospital corporation. And ultimately, you just end up with these two chunks of money that get distributed and negotiated at the end of the year. And gotcha. the hospital corp goes, that makes sense. A uh, yeah. billion's good for us. Is uh, a billion five good for you? And they go, good. Sure. Yeah. That seems to cover it. It yeah. covers the spread. Exactly. That's basically what they're doing. I was trying to find the types to help 
people. Uh, fuck it. Who cares? Insurance is it's garbage. Yeah. It's not going to cover my baldness. My I know you got to. I'm taped like fucking Drew Brees over here. Was he? Is what? No, I was just was like taping my shoulder like I'm Peyton Manning. Because oh, Drew Brees has the Drew Brees has a little recede going on. Oh, was you, he like but that's 52? the thing. You you can blame it on the helmet. Yeah. Oh, like, that's yeah. how you get a pass with the old helmet. Like, oh, that helmet just rubbed that spot raw. Drew Brees looked like he was playing against. Uh, <laughs> Drew Brees he was like he played nineteen sixty one, and in the in the snow bowl, he's just always been an old soul quarterback. He and Jill Namath went to middle school together. Exactly. Like yeah, he, he has did. that old sort of like a Doug Flutie. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that look. He looks like what you think. Right. Or maybe me because I just grew up like you and I grew up on like old NFL films. Right. That my dad would get from Sports Illustrated. You're like, oh man, look at these quarterbacks from the sixties, like Jim Brown. Jim Brown looked forty you, in his twenties. You could and then, convince me that Drew Brees if you or not convince me, but you could probably get it by me if you were like, Drew Brees might be retiring last year. You know when he was a rookie, he played in the playoffs against Joe Montana. I'd be like, sure he did. Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, yeah. Put He's a little been... patina on that picture. You're yeah. like, oh yeah, it's rookie season. Because Tom Brady's been in forever, but you look at Tom Brady and you're like, that guy's been getting oil massages and like lid tucks. Like Drew Brees, Drew Brees still sits on sacks of ice. <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees is still living in his Hurricane Katrina house. Yeah, exactly. black mold and all. Like he, he... throwing footballs at that shit. Right, he's the guy, he goes to church with Jimmy Carter, and then they get eggs after. Right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Which is great, I mean, good for it. <laughs> I was looking at, uh, I listened to this great, thinking of Jimmy Carter, totally going off tangent. Uh, you know, right now, mm. COVID and everything, I really got oh, yeah. the good hookup with the library, and I got into a good rhythm of downloading audiobooks and ebooks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. I listened to this great audiobook called They Changed Everything. And it's this really mm-hmm. cool alternate history where they're like, this this author Greenfield, I believe is his last name, is like, JF, uh, this is true. I didn't know if you knew this, mm-hmm. Casey, but when right after JFK got elected, right after. So if you think about this yeah. year's election, he wasn't even mm-hmm. president-elect yet. The states hadn't certified. Nothing of that had happened. He had just been elected and the AP had called yeah. it, right? This is true. A guy uh, wanted to assassinate him, and he filled his car with explosives, and he was waiting. Holy JFK crap. was staying in Miami right after he got elected. He was waiting mm-hmm. outside his house for JFK to get into his car, and he was going to drive his car, jack something. He was going to drive his car into his car for a suicide mission. Isn't it crazy? Wait, you heard a suicide of that? bomber? No, that's insane. So they end up fine. So he's waiting outside his car, and this is the story because oh, he's arrested a week later after he's waiting outside right. in his car with explosives because the Secret Service had and local police like had a beat on him, but for some reason they failed to realize that this dude with his plates matching is waiting outside the president in Miami, Cuba. The yes, fucking... yes. Um, oh God, dirty. The only reason he says he didn't drive his car into JFK's car is that Jackie and his daughter, Carolyn, saw him off at the door. And he's like, I'm not going to kill him in front of his wife and kids. 
So he never did. Holy a shit. week later, they arrest him. They find, you know, all these like explosives and all this shit. And he tells them the story. So this guy posits that this mm-hmm. guy, the Jackie and the daughter don't come to the door. It's like the maid saying like, oh, sh-, you know, Jackie wants to say goodbye and make sure to do this and this. So he doesn't see that. So he runs his car into Jack's car. It's an explosion. He dies instantly. Sure. He's and, not even president. And now the country's in crisis because not only is he not in, yeah. in, in, even president, he's not even president elect. So they have to have this yeah. huge meeting of Congress and they're like, is Holy LBJ going to be president? Is it Nixon? Because he was a close like, oh, is it going to be the Speaker of the House? And they have to wheel and deal. How the fuck and, did I not know this? This isn't is it crazy. This is amazing. But the story. So this guy plays it out. LBJ yeah. becomes president right off the bat. Yeah. He ends up. So it's amazing. And then the next story is uh, one guy, RFK, misses mm-hmm. the assassination because what really happened is some guy was technically supposed to be in the spot that RFK. You know, it all starts in a very possible mm-hmm. what if. And then yeah, he goes of course, off. Yeah. And the amazing. Could... I don't want to spoil it, but he does a really good job. This guy, this guy actually worked like in, I, I forget what administration. He's like, he's very, he's very apt at what he does. The best is the RFK one basically leads him him into a Watergate type power struggle where he gets like cool. nervous about it's very, very cool. Very you could cool. see that play out though, because the Kennedy like which the Kennedy is so machine, it, yeah. Interesting it, it was I uh was talking with Mitch two weeks ago, but there was a uh it was been I was listening to this podcast and they talked about and it was in twenty nineteen there is this very famous photographer that was taking photographs in with the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. But this photograph just surfaced in 2019. And it was a photograph of uh, MLK and his wife in, I think it was Kenya okay. or Uganda. There was some something and it was in the late fifties. So it's Coretta Scott King and Martin Luther King Jr. And they were hanging out at an event in Africa because the the um, it was like the first democratic election, and they were hanging out with, um, uh, fucking Nixon and his wife. Okay. And they were shaking hands, and they were buddy buddy. And it's the first the, the this is the first time this photo surfaced, and they go down this rabbit hole of this discussion. Uh, and I had no idea this was a thing, and it was. That up until uh, MLK went to jail in Selma, yeah, like the the voting block predominantly of African Americans were Republican, yeah, because of Ike, because of Arkansas, because he sent the National Guard there to defend, to let those people go to school and protect them from white supremacists. But so also, there was this. Oh, sorry, uh, I didn't know. Quick detail, but also all Democrats were basically Dixiecrat. Yeah. It was yeah. the exact opposite of what you would think a Democrat would be. It was a so yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, to interrupt. MLK's dad was like a, a preacher, much like he was, and had a bunch of sway and power, and went to like Ike's people and Nixon's people. Were like, my son is in jail. I don't think he will let. Like, he's going to get killed in jail. Can you help him? And what they did was punt the ball because they were like, we have the vote. We'll just let it play out and like not make a big deal out of it. If he needs our help, we'll make sure he's okay. JFK. But they went and then they went to JFK 
Yeah. And they him him and RFK and that whole administration made the big deal about it and swayed that whole block. So the thing we think about like JFK, the sixties, like the civil rights movement, all hinges on that choke point. Because it was a lock for Nixon. And Nixon just was like, I don't because like you said, with the Dixiecrats, like I I would like to not offend the Dixiecrats in the news. Right. Like, I'll take care of it behind the scenes. I'll make sure your son's okay. And they were like, that's not good enough. Did they talk about, I'm familiar with this. First of all, JFK was entirely talked into it. 100%. He didn't, of course. out of the goodness of his heart, he was not even It's a political it. decision. Like, And RFK was, RFK was not involved. So this is, these are the stories I've heard that RFK was not involved until after the fact. And he blew a fucking gasket when he found out that jfk made that call because he had that thought he was like we just yeah. blew the south but ultimately lost the south. Yeah. you can think about illinois which is hard to think about illinois uh, Being a swing. considering <laughs> yeah. the yeah. election yeah. there's two schools of thought there one mafia related as well 100%. as the yeah. chicago machine with mayor daly the other oh, way to yeah. think about it is making that phone call to uh martin luther king jr in prison and Chicago having a huge African American voting block, so yeah. yeah, that phone call changed the course of everything. And that's basically and what this was... guy's doing. Like, if he doesn't make that phone call, Nixon wins the election. Of course, that, that, hands that, down. That. And that's like that's the crazy part of it. it. Was Nixon was like, "I will take care of your son, but I'm not gonna make a to do about it." Right. Right. And he, and he was like, "But I don't, I don't have faith that he'll be okay." So let's make a to-do about it and get people to, like, like, it's fucking nuts. You'll love this. The last story in this book, it's four stories, is um, what happened. And this is where I'm getting at with Jimmy Carter. Sorry, uh, Meander. What happens if, so there was a time um, when Gerald Ford, who lost mm -hmm. quite famously to Jimmy yeah. Carter, not famously, lost quite badly to Jimmy Carter. In the 1976 election. And what happened is Ford was kind of gaining back in on him. And then he had this huge gaffe in this debate talking about um, Israel and, and global politics. And they, he posits what happens if Gerald Ford recovers Flush. from that gaffe and actually turns yeah. it into a benefit. Gerald Ford wins the election. And you mm -hmm. think, oh, well, well, that's going to be interesting. What happens to Gerald Ford? It's not about Gerald Ford. What happens is Ronald Reagan never gets elected in 1980 because Ronald oh, Reagan totally. needs to be elected as the change candidate, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. He's the ultimate opposite of Jimmy to Carter, but he's Carter. not running against yeah. Jimmy Carter. He's running against Gerald Ford again because Gerald Ford only did like a partial turn. Right, he wasn't but elected. they would primary though. Like, so you right. wouldn't even get a general election. Right. It would be a dirty ass primary. So now um, he can't, or Gerald Ford drops out. I forget the story, but what happens is he mm -hmm. ends up running against this guy. You may have heard of him. I think his first name's Gary. His name's Gary Hart. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. He's the fucking Bill Clinton before yes. there was fucking Bill Clinton. And the thing that took him down, which was basically mm -hmm. a date, an affair, he was a womanizer. Got caught on this boat with this woman, uh, Warren Baby's boat. Um, and it was like they didn't even have evidence of like 
sexual liaisons. He wasn't like filthy about it. He was just a scumbag who had an affair with his wife. It's not mm. like John Edwards who had a baby out of wedlock and yeah. tried to pay this woman off and hide her. He had an affair. It annihilated him. This guy was yeah. This guy's brilliant, by the way. I I had to look more up on 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 him. Show me aside politically. Gary, oh my God, Gary Hart should have been a president. So brilliant, and that's what he. He is a hunk. Like, he, he is smart. Yes, yes, he's from the fucking New England. Mm-hmm. He's Jack Kennedy. Yeah. Without the war, but more of a dirty polit. Like he's an action like. What what Joe Biden want would right. want to be right. So if Gerald Ford wins the election over Carter, Gary Hart Gary annihilates Hart. Ronald Reagan in nineteen eighty, yeah. and you get this like suave president. But keep in mind, mm-hmm. it's not nineteen sixty; it's nineteen eighty. And as we would later yeah. find out in real history, Gary Hart gets supposed to be president in nineteen eighty eight, no doubt, right? But there's this scandal. Yeah. Well. It's 1980. Gary Hart's the president. He's brilliant. He's doing the right things. He's making all these right moves. But in 1960, the press was like, yeah, we know JFK's a philanderer. It all allows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's, you know, hands off. It's 1980. It's a sure. different world. So they go after him. It's the first, It's a Bill Clinton-esque scandal, but it's in 1980. This is a really, it's a really, really good book. That's so interesting because uh, it was years ago. Uh, it was probably in like 2016 was listening to some like uh was a part of a podcast it was analysis it was specifically about gary hart mm-hmm. which is so cool that you go in like that book went into that because that's what they say was part of gary hart's downfall was that he was a philanderer but he the press loved him in that classic jfk like sh- sort of chauvinistic sense they were like hey, he's cheating on his wife but we're not going to talk about it right but he was coming like his star was ascending as the press pools in oh, like the new york times the washington post like all of these news outlets were be- were getting more women ah uh, okay sure. so they were they were on the on the trail with him in the primaries and he was doing the classic sort of like Mad Men '60s like boys club yeah. bullshit, yucking it That's up because he's a hunk. He's funny. He's handsome. He's a fucking charmer, and he was charming the dudes in the classic like JFK sense of like, yeah, we all know we cheat on our wives, but hey, whatever. Right, like, let's right. talk about the Iowa caucuses. And then there were these women there that were also asking questions, and he would treat them like shit right right which they were like well then fuck him exactly and like that's where the scandal came from because they were like we're not letting you get away with it right because you are a fucking douche there you go you're being a douche like that was the thing like all he had to do like bill clinton all he had to do was charm everybody but he was still in that like old school like Sure, sure he didn't see he was still going like, oh, I know, I know Lee from the New York Times, like just doing the high, his high spots, picking his people, right, and then shitting on her. everybody, and like that's all I need to do. Like he just was, he was a nineteen eighties dude working off the sixties playbook. I got you. That makes sense. And he was winning, and then it just he didn't adapt because he was like, why would I have to? I do right. what I do. I'm Gary Hart. Blindside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
classic. And then he got obliterated sure. by the media because he didn't know how to use the media. Wow. Andy. That's really interesting. I never thought about that. But yeah, no, he got consumed, which is so cool about that book that used actually what happened to him is not using because he would have won. He should have won. Yeah, he should have. Uh, he would have. He has uh, everything he on paper. Yeah. That you would you would want from an elected official. And that's the thing. Like, if you think about JFK, like JFK had all. I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of JFK. Obviously, we know a lot about him, but ultimately, JFK got to really ride that Groton. Uh, I think it was Harvard. All you know, he got to ride. Oh yeah. The the millions, the hundreds of millions of dollars his family had. He got to ride the Kennedy mm-hmm. name. Yeah, I'm. He was educated, but he was a like a party boy. Gary Hart. If you look, Gary Hart worked his way up from the bottom. Apparently, like he like his desk was a card table that was raised up on like risers, so he could just stand at this. Like he just worked nonstop. So he maybe he had the face, and like obviously he was a a piece of shit towards women and everything. So that's uh, that's noted. But as far as like a workhorse, like in every regard, he's like, have you read these statistics on this? Da 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 da. Like he was constantly like putting all the pieces in place. And that what's that's what makes him so interesting as the fucking alternative because he was the guy. He should that guy is the guy that should have been president. Oh right, because I'm thinking of Reagan, right? Reagan. He was should have been a leader. Face man as well. And exactly, he's all face man, and then he's just the hollow man. He's a suit. Yes. Who just degenerate? Like he looks good on screen. That's it. But like he doesn't do anything. Like he sold. Like he's such a fucking stooge. Yeah. You sell out your union. You switch parties. What you just. Oh, totally. He just got in front of everything. Whereas, like Gary Hart is like, I I can do it. Like the gears of government, I can I can build something. I also like let's just come back and cheat yeah. on my wife and. It's just like you didn't, he didn't evolve with the thing. Like Reagan, like that's him. Like watch him. He rode that wave. Like Reagan MTV. You think about the 80s, you think about Reagan's face. Did you know this? All right. The reason we're we're on this, which you'll you'll love. fucking insane. We were talking, I don't know why we got an audio books and I was talking about this, but the only reason I shifted to an audio book I liked and we're talking about Mm -hmm. the scoundrels at quite a depth because I was like, oh, there's a new... A biography on Jimmy Carter. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> so I go back because I really <laughs> exactly. like Jimmy Carter. I do, and I yeah. like this historian that wrote it. And I was just like, or he's a journalist. And I was like, oh, wow. Skip. I'm sorry, Jimmy. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no desire. Oh, man. So I guess, you know, uh, scoundrel, sca- scoundrel acidies, cells. Um, was it, oh, no, Ronald Reagan. Do you point. know the reason? One of the huge reasons he didn't run for president in so he it's called the speech. That's where Ronald Reagan came on to the national stage. He gave this huge rousing speech at the Republican convention when Barry Goldwater was running crazy Barry Goldwater. So ponied off a Barry. Yeah. Uh, Reagan was supposed to run in 1968. The RFK mm-hmm. was coming, RFK is assassinated, Nixon ended yeah. up winning. <coughs> but <coughs> Reagan didn't even, I don't even think primaried Nixon, but he was supposed to be the nominee. But what happened is, keeping in mind, um, uh, and also this is not a, a judgment, it's just interesting because of who Ronald Reagan is mm-hmm. and what his policies yeah. would end up being. You might know where I'm going. 
is. So he's governor of California, old, sweet, blindsided, conservative, socially conservative Reagan is within his administration of the governor of California. There was this homosexual, I want to say cabal, but dalliance. Like basically everybody in <laughs> yeah. his cabinet were dating. Was, and was he did yeah, were kissing and, and fucking. <laughs> yeah. But when he shuts the door, pants come off. Yeah. So I Dad just, left, let's yeah. party. So he and the thing is, like, these were probably guys he handpicked because they were qualified and amazing. But, you know, like it well, almost took like, him down just because they were gay. about the fucking like, yes, he was the governor of California. Yeah. But what who's the last Republican governor of California? Schwarzenegger, right? Yeah, I think so. Who was fa- fucking famous. Like you think about right. like to get ahead in that state as a Republican, you got to have some sort of fame behind you. Like, so I love that he was just like, well, yeah, I was a fucking actor. I'm from Hollywood. Right. These are the people I know. They're gay. Like, I. that's the thing. Like, right. he knew they were like, but he has that like Ronald Reagan, like, oh, they needs a good spanking and to straighten those <laughs> fellas out. Right. <laughs> God. Did you hear Ron Reagan but Jr. Was so, on oh, Conan's God. podcast? No, I haven't listened to that oh, one yet. Oh, it's so good. I love Ronald Reagan Jr. so much. He does these um, an amazing impression of his dad, but it's like body and dirty. It's it, obviously it sounds just like him. It is yeah. so fucking good. That's um, amazing. Oh my god! Yeah. Anyways, uh, I feel like I had a tangent for about politics. I got a good one. Just in the the riff. So I got I got I got stuff on books. You want to talk about books? Let's keep it on politics. I got. Oh, let's go. Uh, so, well, this is kind of a this this is. Let's Which see is funny that because we're talking about, place. I have can talk about Conan, Conan, yeah. the Barbarian, Ooh. and books. I got. Uh, <laughs> will fit in perfectly with the, what we're talking it'll, about. It'll all gel. It'll. We'll get there. So second week coming in on third week of the old mm-hmm. Biden administration. Old sleepy yeah. Joe, feeling sleepy, which is oh, that amazing. Man's got to be falling asleep from all that shit he's been signing. <laughs> and that's where I'm getting at. So. All that shit he's reversing, all these executive orders and everything. And by the way, mm-hmm. I've said this through the last four years yeah. of hell, that as soon as whoever, sure. if somebody ousts Trump, you got to hold that dude accountable too. He's not a scoundrel. Yeah. Pe- like He's not like obviously nearly as bad as Trump, but you can't just let these like policies and stuff go by. And it has nothing mm-hmm. to do with his policies because I agree with these executive orders. But nothing is ever going to get done if one president can get pushed in and go, yeah, I'm not going to work with anybody. All I have to do is sign this like and this. And the second, literally the day the next person comes in, right. the day he can go, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. Now I'll because, push this yes. in and this is like, literally, it's just four years. It's just, then it's just unilateral. It's and it. we're paying people and electing people to fucking sit and do fucking nothing. Agreed. Which they already do a lot, and these people have been in there for fucking 40 years. Like, yeah. fuck you guys. Like, do something. So, like, don't just be like, well, I'm going to wait. Uh, what do we got? What's the clock? Yeah, I don't know. When's the break? Everybody's looking for a lunch break. That's it. That's it. That's it. And again, like I said, I hated all those executive orders from Donald Trump, and I'm glad they're reversed, but they will not stand unless they get passed through the Senate. And nothing is going to get passed through the Senate because 
nobody will work together or budge. And you know, obviously, you everybody listening knows which side I fall on. Yeah. But I yeah. also, from a, in, I was going to say American, but from a country man's standpoint, nothing gets done if two sides don't agree because of the same thing's going to happen. Uh, say, for example, the Democrats get rid of the filibuster, which yeah. it looks like has to happen if okay. anything is going to move forward. But you know what's going to happen in two years as it does? When you don't does? have power. The fucking Republicans come Three to people. And then like, they filibuster. Or, and then they, they utilize the fact. The same. I didn't know this. I should know this. The reason yeah. Republicans for the last four years have gotten to shove so many ultra-conservative judges onto the court is because Democrats, uh, the previous session before um, uh, the first Senate Trump mm-hmm. session came in with Trump, they got rid of the filibuster for court just for court appointments, and they you fucking short-sighted they bucks. Sewed. Also, you pick the fucking judges. That's the thing. Like Obama should have fucking filled those spots. Oh well, yeah. I don't know what was going on there. When you hear about that, that is bonkers. But this is a good one. This is good. So. Yeah. Have you heard of budget reconciliation? No. Okay. I well, like the sound, I like it, I like how ambiguous it sounds. So here's the deal. Just for a quick history lesson, uh-huh. and I'm not giving it a historian as somebody that learned it recently. Um, in order to pass something currently in the Senate, there yeah. is something called a filibuster, and it's not what we mostly think of of old racist Strom Thurmond standing on the floor fighting just civil rights for 24 hours. Faints. Yeah. It, it's now called like cloture. So it's just a filibuster oh, by okay. the fact yeah. that you need a certain amount of votes even to vote on a bill. So it's a vote before Got the it. vote. You can pass the bill with a simple majority, which would be 51. But mm-hmm. even to vote on the bill, you have to have 60 out of 100 senators to move it forward. Hence, that's the filibuster getting getting the 60. Yeah. Okay. So, for example, specifically what we're talking about is the new coronavirus relief bill. If mm-hmm. they want to pass this, the House wants to send this $1.9 trillion relief bill to the Senate, they can't even vote on it unless you get 10 Republicans to say, all right, let's vote and see this passes. And you'll never get it because they know as soon as you let's send vote it, on the conversation. you'll get 51 votes. But what yeah. happens is there is a thing called budget reconciliation. So anything financial, economic, you can pass with a simple majority. 51 votes. You don't have to vote to vote on it. That's how Republicans passed that huge tax cut. Because yeah. they didn't have the majority that they needed. But what but they, they did have in the was 51 if you fucking yeah. sneak it under the curtain. So that's what God Democrats are talking about. So the I was like, fat on this shit, the pork fat on that. Oh. So I was talking carpet baggers, all of them. I was researching this, and you remember old Schoolhouse Rock? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh, old show did some political mm-hmm. songs. Uh, course, there was yeah. an old song called "I'm Just a Bill." Right? Yeah, I'm a man. Yeah, or is that Simpsons? I'm an amendment to be. Hoping <laughs> that they're out me. That's okay. <laughs> based on the the song about yeah. the bill. Yeah, I'm okay. just a bill. Yes, I'm only bill. a bill. bill. So yeah. I have a little treat for us. We'll Ooh. see how it goes. That has to do with budget reconciliation. A little JP House Rock. A little JP House Rock. So you set the stage. Basically, you have this 
bill-shaped scroll sitting on the Capitol steps. Mm-hmm. And classic yeah. schoolhouse rock kid interacts that with That sketchy, yeah. w- wiggly oh, line. So We're like, talking noodle so line. So, yellowed colors. Yeah, beautiful. Old TV. Real, uh, you got there, Gak? Fun voice. Yeah. Um, here we go. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. So set the scene. You got the scroll on the mm-hmm. stairs. Kids walking up to the stairs. Maybe later on you can add some music, but we we just got the, the kind of rhythm down. Yeah. So here we go. <clears throat> kid. Oof. You sure have to climb a lot of steps and get past a bunch of tacit National Guardsmen to get to the Capitol building here in Washington. <laughs> so good hey, I wonder who that suspicious little scrap of paper is. <clears throat> I'm reconciliation. Yes, I'm reconcil. And I'm scheming here on Capitol Hill. Well, <laughs> it's a sneaky journey to get people money. It's a simple way. To skip McConnell, honey. But I know I'll get you checked someday. At least I hope and pray that I will. But today I am just reconciled. Gee, budget reconciliation. You certainly have a lot of ways to do backdoor dealing. Well, sure. Heck, when I started, I wasn't even real. I was just a way to get around racists like Strom Thurmond. But then you see, some local congressmen saw that they could exploit racial oppression to get more votes to stay in power. Then they managed to get enough votes to make me a simple majority to pass darn near anything. I'm reconciled. Yes, I'm called concealed. (laughs) And I can do really just what I feel. Well, now I'm in the hands of Bernie and I'll add minimum wage. Well, a few Republicans discuss their rage. Whether they should fill a bust all night, oh no, they'll take their pill, cause there is no will, cause I am still reconciled. Listen to all those GOPers gripe and snipe. <laughs> is that all cause of you? And Schumer? Yeah! I'm one of the lucky ones. Most processes get cut down by a 60, 60 count vote majority, but I just need a simple 51. But, Sleepy Joe keeps talking about being bipartisan, and old Joe Manchin's a real West Virginia. I still might be dead on arrival. Whoa, wait! Look, Joe Biden was full of it, and Joe Manchin is the Susan Collins of the left. I'm heading to the Senate floor. Now it's really starting back at square one. Oh, no. Oh, yes! I'm reconcile. Yes, they call me conceal. And if they vote for me on Capitol Hill, well, then I'm off to Biden where I'll jump the line and get 1400 that can't decline. And when he signs me, then we'll, oh, wait. And when he signs me, then we'll be in debt. Oh, I hope and I pray that he will, cause he schemes reconcile. Wait, you mean, wait, you mean cranky old Joe Biden might not sign you in the end? No, he deals with something called the far left. And if they don't save the spotted owl and add it in there, he might not sign me. It's not, oh, it's not easy being a trick play, is it? No, but I hope and I pray that he will use me, reconcile. But today I am still just pure swill. Hey, budget reconciliation, they've gone partisan. Now you're a pork-filled piece of legislation. Oh, yes. 
<laughs> little JP house oh rock. Oh my god, I love it. It's so good. It's so perfect. What's amazing is everybody listening is like, but don't you want that? Yeah, right now. But like I, I said, in guess. two years, they're just going to pass the craziest, scariest thing on the other side. And they'll all, they'll literally probably pass a tax cut that will cancel everything out or right. whatever. We will have to then pay extra. Like, it's just. It doesn't work. It's uh, like social media politics. It's just these people. Like, like Trump was the perfect example, like boiled down, distilled into just like he's like Reagan, but he's fucking TV. Like Reagan was movies. He's fucking TV. That's a good point. He's candy camera. Yeah. Like. And like he is powerful. He's a very powerful individual. And uh, Bill Maher mentioned it. I was just reading it today, like the fact that Trump hasn't said anything. I know. I think it's really interesting because it's like, what's he doing? Mm -hmm. Also, he may never do anything ever again. Right. But he is the fucking zeitgeist. He is the boogeyman. It's, yeah. You might not hear anything from Like, It's going to swing. Like, how does it swing? Like, we're in the middle-ish now. With Joe Biden, because Joe Biden is left, but he's central. Right. He's going to do, th- he's not going to offend anybody. He's going to take care of all of the fucking, st- his stooges and some of the stooges on the right. You know, like the the pendulum, but the pendulum's going to fucking swing again. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's, yeah, that's, a th- and that's the other thing is. Like, so, like, what, what you're saying about that, th- like, yes, like. Can we stop doing like I'm going to write the craziest fucking bill and pass it because I have two and a half years and like, oh, fuck, get out of the way. And then like me on the right to counteract you is like, well, I got to make it twice as more conservative to counteract what you did. It's just fucking fucking work. Can we work? Remember, you you, I mean, uh, Ohio's about to. Uh, you have a senator that's retiring, a Republican senator, Rob Portman. Everybody's like, what? Yeah. And he's just like, I'm not, he's like, I'm, there's nothing do to do here. It's like I heard no. River, Rivers Cuomo uh, giving an interview because he's got a new album coming out uh, with an orchestra. A Weezer does. Cool. Uh, very cool. But they talked to Rivers Cuomo and he was like, they're like, she's like, I, you went to Harvard, like, pretty relatively soon after you you that first monster album you had he's like yeah yeah he's like but he described it this way he's like when your right foot is getting a really nice massage your left foot is like but i want a massage it's, it's a balance thing so he's like in high school yeah. all i wanted to do was play music and become a rock star and he's like by the powers that be I, did. I became a rock star and he, he's like that's what i thought i wanted and he's like it became really clear uh, after a few months that all I was doing mm-hmm. was getting into a plane or a car, going to the next venue, which was basically the same thing, yeah. the next hotel, and on top of it, we were literally just playing the exact songs. So that yeah. is absolutely, you gain nothing from that mm-hmm. uh, intellectually. So he's like, we were playing a show in Boston, so I walked to Harvard and got a paper you know, um, application application and filled it out. And he's like, I went to Harvard. That's he's like, amazing. I didn't know that after, uh, like, oh, I didn't graduate. Like after a couple of years, I was like, okay, 
Well, now I'm just going through like the bureaucracy of trying to get a degree from Harvard. Mm-hmm. I don't want to yeah. learn some of this shit. So he's like, and I miss playing music. So now I'm just going to get the band back together and I'll play music yeah. for a while. He became, and then he totally stopped and just became, I don't, I can't, uh, there's a better term than expert. He became like a master class in Shakespearean history. Like he is. Oh, like the classics. So he's like, oh, he, he knows his Julius Caesar, he his Henry. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's interesting. Why was he getting a river? But if, if you think oh, about it, you like. You just need balance. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's like, it's that journey of. Like, you climb that. What you think is, you're like, that's my mountain. That's my shit. And you and I have that relationship because we did a lot. We did it together. Yeah. We're like, we're in Minneapolis, we're going to climb this mountain, we're going to do comedy. And we climb that mountain, and we're like, oh, that was a hill. Right. We're going to New York, and we're going to climb that mountain. And we realize, like, that was even itself a hill. And you just got to keep, you realize sure. the peak. And, so, and and for some people, you reach the peak of where wherever that, that mountain, whatever that is, and, like, you're good. Like, that's your summit. Just, like, chill. You're good. Right. Hang out there. But... That keep like just that like the journey of like oh cool there's more work ahead you know who's there's big... more to do there's more to climb the first person I thought of when you said somebody that reaches that peak and becomes complacent and it's not really fair because he created a lot of amazing work but kind of remains status quo is and people are gonna be furious at me this whole episode but like uh, the first person <laughs> I thought of was Jack Kerouac besides because oh, he writes on the yes, road. Perfect. Becomes so this good. mega superstar and then yeah. just kind of drinks hangs out there. and hangs out yeah. and writes what he wants. Oh, you know, another famous writer, more famous, arguably, uh, is um, F. Scott Fitzgerald. Same thing. He yeah. writes a great Gatsby, Boom. becomes this it. mega star, and then he basically never writes anything. Not that you need something that could ever eclipse it, but doesn't. Uh, based on Hemingway's like writings, everything never really tries much harder after that. Sure. Well, that's the thing. Like that's it, it gets back to the why people are so like I hate the term sellout. Right. But you, I, I mean, I understand that knee jerk reaction of like, fuck, you sold out. Like, because you want more from someone, but sometimes yeah. you don't have any more to give. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you, like you as a human. I made it. I'm comfortable. That's it. This is where I'm staying. I don't owe you a fucking thing. No, no. Which is the hard part for some people. <laughs> like, like Jack Kerouac, like he made it and it was just like, I'm like, because that... Jack Kerouac couldn't do an on the road again. Right. Like that was his fucking guts. Sure. And that's... it's so like, that's why you connect with it so viscerally. Like that journey. And some people don't have those journeys in them anymore. I think I'd agree with uh, I agree with that 100 percent in the sense that, yeah, you don't owe your creative output to anybody ever. Yeah. I will say it's unfortunate. It seems unfortunate. I've never been. You there. mean you should it take care of yourself to and be get healthy. to that point. And whether you're like, yeah, I don't have another on the road. I don't have another epic. We don't have. To, yeah. But wait a minute. Should I just kind of maintain because I know how to put words on a page? Yeah. Or should I? Should I George W. Bush it and pick up a paintbrush? No, and that I was just gonna say, like, he should have wrote a sitcom. You know what I mean? He should have wrote 
a fucking pulp magazine. He should have wrote a he should have wrote like a Conan adventure story. He did do that kick ass jazz album with uh, uh with he did a jazz album with that dude that had one of the first late night uh talk shows. Oh oh um god damn it who is Not, it? It was a Jack Parr? It was Jack Parr. Ooh, yeah. You're Wyatt. You're Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah, that's Hans. Hi. Not Wyatt. Wyatt? I had a bath. Isn't Wyatt the cat? Wyatt is the cat. Uh, a gato. Hi. You too. Yeah. Oh, he's cute. He is, You're yeah. Cute. <laughs> You're cute, Hansie. Look oh, at that. Right. Got it. She that doesn't look. see that ball. See, that's why I wear <laughs> the hat. <laughs> Don't take your hat off. Oh, man. Oh, no, but yeah, no, I agree. Like, you reach, uh, yeah, but it's, like, I, I, and that's the thing, like, that's why Jack Kerouac is such a cult of, could, could you, could you imagine, you're just a fucking, you're just who we were in our 20s, and someone just went, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, that sure. first JP show, someone <laughs> rolled up with the Brinks truck and dropped fucking gold bricks at her feet, and we're like, Whatever that was is perfect. Right. You kind like some people can stop like you lose that eye. And it's unfortunate like the suffering of the writer, suffering of the creator is like part of it is like needing that eye to be like someone in the back goes, uh yeah, I know everybody else thinks this is amazing, but I think it kind of sucks. Yeah, right. Like, you know, like you're both of that because you're like, cool. Why does that suck? Tell me. Tell me. I I know. I know. They're telling me it's great. It's great. But like, what did you see that I didn't see? And that's the th- I feel like that's the thing is like, what did you see that I didn't see? What did I miss? Right. And like, once you lose that, like, what did I missness? That critical I feel, voice. Maybe it's something you you learn like it has to be cultivated you have to cuz like think like tough. you use like a rivers cuomo thing like like a one hit wonder like there are those groups that st- are still like i i we're doing the same five songs in a tight 20 i heard uh, the lead and we've done it for the, fucking 70 years i heard the lead singer of the spin doctors on mountain stage last night if you <laughs> okay, but you uh, but right. you know what uh, and i i so i want to preface that real quick is he he wasn't with his band although they're gonna be touring again he was doing a solo gig and uh, do you listen to mountain stage at all shout out to allison you ever heard mountain no. stage no it's i have not the best fucking two hour music show that takes place in charleston west virginia called shout the mountain out. I'm writing stage it down right now and it's just uh it's two hours of like folksy country cool. musicians I'm coming on it. and doing like three and four songs well known like loud and wainwright will come on mm-hmm. or somebody Love. that literally has never played music outside of west virginia will come out and yeah. fucking knock it out of the park or you'll have they still have storytellers that come out wordsmen mm. will come out and tell you a 20 minute story you know it's Stop, so that's amazing you gotta check out mountain stage like, and i wrote it down i'm, I'm dude, gonna do it uh it's the stuff harvey loves i'm in the south so in the south every saturday at six o'clock mm-hmm. it comes on on public radio okay. um but 
or say, oh, the spin doctor. So this lead singer was mm-hmm. on and I didn't know that's who he was. I was like, this guy's really good. He did a song about the world according to Garp. And it was kind of, it was really good. <laughs> oh my God. And then he's, and then the, the guy cut, yes. who um, hosts it, his name Larry Gross, I think. Um, he's like, now we got one Gross more for him. NPR person. And this guy tells the story. He's like, oh, by the way, this is the song I wrote 20 years ago that allowed me to never have a real job again. One, two, three, four. Because it's about a stepdad, right? No. He tells the story. It's about a cool guy in his hometown. He was what the lead singer of Spin Doctors was a dishwasher. Mm -hmm. And randomly, some girl called him at work and was like, we should get, you know, get some coffee sometime or something. And he was like, why did this girl call me out of the blue? Like, uh, this is really strange. So he happens to run into the coolest hepcat in his small hometown. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, this girl called me. It's just weird. It's out of the like blue. And the guy just goes, just go ahead now. He goes, what? He's like, call her. Just go ahead now. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, just go ahead now. And he just he's like, I went home and wrote that song. It's like, you keep saying it. I, I guess I'll write it down. <laughs> yeah. And the jerk practice uh, gypsy and the wings of forever will never <laughs> yeah. be the same. Yeah, everybody out there, that's my recommendation for the for the pod is uh, Mountain Stage, but maybe not Stage, that new Denzel Washington movie. Ooh, we started it and then we we stopped. Got a little too intense, and Harvey was awake. Oh, okay. Well, what did you, uh, without spoilers, I guess, or spoilers for people that are listening, what have you thought so far? Uh, it's okay. Maybe. I like it. Like, it, because we finished Night Stalker, like, it's a lot of, like, the similar things. It's like learning the intricate, like, oh, okay, the sheriff. Like, I, I think I get it more. Right. Because... Like, oh, it's not L- like L.A. County is this huge thing in like the sheriff's department as opposed to just like your cruddy L.A.P.D., you know, like Dennis Ferrans. <laughs> right. Um, Just like cops, your classic cop show. Uh, It's I don't like we got to the part where you see Jared Leto for the first time. I went, oh, fuck, there's Jared Leto. He looks horrifying. Yeah, he looks great. I think I get where. I was like, I love noir. I love detective stories, obviously. And I get where they're going with Remy Malik. I was like, this has a very, like, clean noir vibe. But, like, Mm. some of the dialogue would make the Pope weep, as Mark Borchardt would say. It's very, yeah, it's like, this exists because of that trio. Because you know what's coming. Like, there is is no surprises in this movie, and I'm not spoiling it for anybody. You're not. There's zero. Because if you watched it, if you watched it clean with Hans, myself, and Henning, you would, we wouldn't finish it. No. No. But you're like, ooh, I got heavies. It's it's a heavy. It's a a classic. It's like a Ronald Reagan Hollywood movie. Like, you watch it because you get to watch Denzel be dumpy. Like, I was like, they're making him dumpy. He's like, He's got dumpy khaki, and then we got to the point where he got a suit on. I was like, now he's got his suit on, baby. I think just read some James L. Like, just read. Yeah. uh, yeah. Because the dialogue's like, there's one. I wish I could wrote it down specifically. Uh, Remy Malik's at the diner, this hotshot detective, and he's talking to old pear-shaped Denzel, which I don't know if that's a suit or if you put on the weight, but well done. 
Yeah. And he just says something like, hey, what happened to you back there? He's like, I was a cop. He's like, well, I'm the cop now. And he walks out. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> say it out loud. There's a lot of that. No, yeah, no, no. You can't. Don't, it looks don't good. The don't camera looks good. The light's good. The cars are cool. It's unnecessarily like. Is it in the 90s? Because all the cars What's are from the 70s? Suit about? And is he from, like, the 50s? Like, Remy Malik's got this cool skinny suit, skinny lapel, skinny tie, but Denzel Washington, you know, I, I, it is the 90s. It's definitely the 90s because oh, there's yeah. a no-doubt poster on one of the fridges, an early one, so I was like, 90s. Oh, that's right, yes, in the fucking house, yes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they're that like, brings you back. I guess Remy Malik, we're going to make sure that you know he's, like, a slick dick detective by giving him this, like, hot suit but in the 90s that guy would have had shoulder pads on we that watched, like kind we of baggy Night stalker suit. like exactly yeah 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 exactly. kind of like we saw those guys the, the suits don't fit because you got you get the suit from the company yeah it's like those two suits i got for 70 dollars in uh yes uh, in uh, sunset Park, that's why Brooklyn. you get them because you're like oh i get two two for one i'll take two suits and i didn't know at the time that you, like, yeah, you buy suits off the rack, but you have to pay. You need to pay the twenty dollars to get them tailored. Or flattering. I was like, no, they're suits. So but that's the thing. Like, think suit. about it. Like, like it's unfortunate that we have to talk about people who investigate murders the same way you and I investigate a used to investigate bars. Yeah, but like, have <laughs> your fucking work shit. Like. Uh, why would I get a tailored suit if I'm just gonna be like ankle deep in fucking misery and, and viscera? Uh, sure, sure. Uh, it's just it's your chef coat. You might as well be wearing like jalapeno popper pants with a fucking beret. You know, right? <laughs> like, right. It's just it's just kitchen clothes. Yeah, I I I employ is not the right word. I task anybody out there to look at a real press conference with detectives and find a slick Rick cool looking detective i mean and we lived or and i consumed a lot of news in new york where you would think oh, quote yeah. unquote old manhattan you know uh uh homicide unit would be slick those guys they don't even wear suits they wear maronas the from that kmart that's right next yeah. to the uh <laughs> next to madison square garden <laughs> yeah, it's just up that rack of the fucking yeah yeah, they wear. Whatever this is, uh, I'll go to that Macy's. I'm only going in the one door, getting whatever's on there. I'm I'm leaving. I'm not. Go I'm not going to the fourth floor. I'm gonna stay oh, here no. on the youth floor because, <laughs> like the youth, like uh, what? What do I want to say? It's like the hip hop floor, or whatever. That's where you get your Echo jeans. Oh yeah, nice yep. Sean John shirt on sale. You can get your. Uh, White Levi's What's the alligator? What's the alligator shirt? Lacosta. Lacosti. That was a fucking scheme. That's not Rook. I, I remember going oh, into yeah. that Macy's with you, and I was oh, like, yeah. "I have forty dollars. <laughs> I'm gonna buy one packet of shirts <laughs> to look sensible." You know, you're just like you have that. Oh. You're like, "Oh, these these this is a fucking underwear shirt. It's got fucking what the soccer player." Is modeling it like a Hugo Boss, and I was like, I just need a a pack of blacks. Give me a pack of twists. Sure, so. Oh god, yeah, that's I I know that that that's the dungeon, the underwear dungeon at Macy's. 
Yeah. It's, it beats the underwear dungeon at a TJ Maxx. That or that's Ooh, like an underwear a, corner. That gets picked through. You got the weasels going in there, opening them up, maybe stealing their favorite color out of what? that <laughs> discounted four pack. Do your own mix, yeah. I don't want all grays. Who wants all grays? Oh god, nothing is more disturbing because it's not a bad deal. But you got to be careful. You got to make sure it's still sealed because nothing. Yeah. Like it'd just be an explosion of people rifling through those underwears to make sure they got the right like fucking. <laughs> sack pockets and right. shit and make sure the length is good. So, like going to like I'm I'm a simple man. Got shoulder dysplasia, broken back. I was like, just give me a pair. I just want to pack it. I'm gonna buy him because Michael Jordan is still the fucking poster child for Hanes. Oh, give boy. me a pack of dark Hanes. All darks. Just give me all darks. I don't want no lights in there. I don't want no pattern. I made a mistake. You're going to get a skid mark in them. Just give me the, the dark. Oh, dark. Whites are for the young and foolish. Oh, for the. You for... change your underwear every day, you young. If you, if you share a domicile with another individual, how dare you? How dare you have white underwear? Yeah. If you have white underwear. You better have a bottom dresser drawer They're shelf with a lock, and you're responsible for putting those things <laughs> in the laundry. I don't care. I'm not humanity. saying you shit your pants. Just no, maybe like, you had a hard day at work. <laughs> <laughs> you miss it. You you miss a few. You miss a lot. You miss. You, you don't, don't ring it out. Two day money. You just it just looks grummy. It's a yeah, grummy. Forget it. Like I get it now. Like I get why it's that classic. Like if the dad with the soiled briefs, I uh, like I always thought yes. it was funny, but now I understand because I, I am now the soiled. So much. I the the small things that I have to stop myself and be like, um, thriftiness is a virtue. Don't you yeah. be a fucking weirdo cheapskate. Throw that toothpaste <laughs> tube yes. away. Yeah. Don't cut it in half and scrape your brush around in it. Well, that's yeah, okay. Just, just scrape it, it once, though. Take it easy. One scrape and you're good. I caught myself today. I was like, I need a scrap paper. Write down a few notes. What can I talk about with Casey? And I was like, yeah. oh, this scrap paper is not long enough. I'll tape these two so I don't. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm not wasting a piece of tape. That's <laughs> like, oh god, just <laughs> use the tape. I was like, I have, I have notes from a year ago, <laughs> and then I have notes for today. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, I'm not throwing those notes away. That might I, still be relevant. I made the mistake, speaking of Hanes, a good two years ago. I'll never forget it. And now I'm off of Hanes. And it's mm-hmm. on me, not Mike, not Mike, yeah. not MJ. They had a an irregular pack of smalls, and I'm a medium. Ooh. But I was like, <laughs> I cannot turn this down. I can go over there. And it was one of those every season sometimes, they throw a bonus pair in. Oh, yeah, you get that. Yeah, they're going to be purples or maybe a burgundy. But they'll be like, it's a four pack for- with a <laughs> bonus. <laughs> so I was like, it's a All bonus. Right, this is an old season bonus pack in smalls. And it was like $2 for like five pairs of underwear. I was like, that's like a quarter a pair. I know yeah. for you mathematicians out there, it might be like 35 cents. <laughs> or I can get the four pack because the extra bonus isn't in season of mediums that fit me. It's yeah. like 12 bucks. It's like, I'm going to save 10 bucks if I get this. Bought it. 
tight, uncomfortable. Ooh. The s- pouch was like to the side, <laughs> so it was just it. You chafed putting them on, just putting them on, let like, alone wearing just them. Snip but I was the like, band a little to give me a little bit of extra devil, life. <laughs> and you're not reneging now because now if no. you've got to go buy those packs of mediums for twelve bucks. Technically, those cost you fourteen because you went yeah. and risked it with the extra two dollars for the discount pack. And that's like, what crazy. are we a sketch troop? What do we need extra small underwear laying around for? You got to use them for something. So I wore them for a year and a half, <laughs> <laughs> and now they're rags. And there's like nothing saddle s- leather. Oh god, wear them till they fit. Yeah, I have like a like you know how a woman will touch your hands. Well, no. Why would either of us in a movie where a woman touches (laughs) a guy's hands and she's like, oh, you must be in construction. If anyone were to touch my thighs, they'd be like, oh, you're in construction. construction. (laughs) Because you got, you know, you got callous thighs. Oh, you're cheap. (laughs) Walmart, man. Yeah. (laughs) I know that corner of TJ Maxx. Oh, man. Oh, uh, we were talking about Ashley because we, we had just rewatched all of Sopranos. Ooh, nice! Okay. Recently, through the through the through the winter months, and uh, Ashley read a book. It was called Difficult Men. Okay, and it was a book about that era of TV. So it was about Deadwood, Sopranos, all that stuff. And she like it's just full of like beautiful chestnuts. I'm gonna I I really want to read it. Okay. But one of the things, one of the big takeaways from the book was, like, we all know El Swearingen, like, fucking iconic character. Of course. Uh, um, the actor that played him, I guess, uh, Ian McShane, yep. in in uh, Europe, or in Britain, uh, played Matt, like, was a very Matlocky character. Like, that's how he got his fame. Like, he had a role as a Matlocky like, character? Like, he was, like, he was like a folksy... Like, he was, like, a folksy, like, you know, basically Matlock, like a folksy good guy. I got you. I'm so, just a southern Scottish lawyer. Right. Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a sweet Scottish lawyer. I'm just yeah. taking care of you. Uh, so when, <laughs> right. he, they, like, when you see El Swearingen, they were all like, holy fuck. The guy that was neck and neck with him, and they say it in the book, was like, well, it fucked with people in your, in, in Britain. It would have fucked with people in America because the guy that almost beat Ian McShane to play Al Swearingen, fucking Ed O'Neill. Ooh, man alive. They just... Ashley and I spent like an hour just talking about, it's a different character, oh, yeah. but he's fucking scary. It's Ed O'Neill. Yeah. You wouldn't get as many monologues, but he would probably be closer to what you would assume a fucking scumbag saloon owner would be i guess you know i think in the end they must have just been like i just there's the too much potential to take people out of it you think that's it because you know it's not like he didn't kill a role right and that's it's just like you you, it it probably was just the day you know what i mean Uh, like it was just an afternoon and someone went let's go with an unknown i want but i was just like fucking ed o'neill is elsewhere and she's just like cutting people's throats and he could he could that's the thing i we were talking about in the car today i was like he could take down that hearst character like the character of hearst the major dad like yeah. ed o'neill is scarier i think 
I think we need to. Is Modern Family is that show over? It is, right? I believe so. Yeah. Again, I think people probably not in our generation. They like that's think their Ed O'Neill. Yeah. So they course, hold yeah. him in that. You know, they he, yet another evolution of the dumb dad. He's not a scumbag. Yeah. He's just right, right. I want dramatic Bundy from here on out. Oh, Look, he should have been Denzel in yes. that movie. <laughs> Yes, he should have been Jared Leto. Oh, with long hair <laughs> and those sunken eyes and nose? That would have been the most terrifying. Like that first time you see Jared Leto. Um, when he slinks out of the When he fucking, slinks uh, back and looks between those two sheets. Yes. If that was Ed O'Neill. Ed O'Neill with a bird nose oh and bald with long hair. Oh, that would be so fucking amazing. I'm, I just I'm vote for Ed O'Neill in the next whatever. Give me something dark, twisted. I I'm a big believer. Ever since I saw Ed O'Neill play that guy that got boxed until he was <laughs> mentally challenged, yeah. I think he can do anything he sets his mind to. Uh, he need he needs a, he needs something to sink his teeth into. Doesn't have to be a movie. Maybe a good HBO Max we'll series a, or something. A, a long format show, like a sure. mini series. Absolutely. No, we need a Ed O'Neill Assance. We need an O'Neill Assance for sure. He I would get that man an Academy it. Award. From Bundy to the, to give him a gold Bundy. It takes so little to excite me about Ed O'Neill, but when she told me that about Al Swearingen, yeah, my mind the multi. I went into the mult. Beetle went multi again. Yes. O'Neilly went multi. <laughs> oh, he'd go be a good Beetlejuice too. <laughs> I You're just very put upon. I did. <laughs> what? Uh, you said my name three three times. You said it three times. Uh, okay. <laughs> I I'm dare here. you what? to name a role that would either be sacrilegious to take away from somebody else and give to. Anyone, whether Ed O'Neill yeah. or not, but any role that Ed O'Neill can't take on, maybe not elevate, but that I wouldn't want to see in a heartbeat. Every role I can think of, I'm just thinking of the most cheesy, memeable roles. It's like Ed O'Neill as Thanos, done, amazing. Oh my god, of course. Yeah, I'm not saying make him Thor, but maybe, <laughs> exactly, maybe but make him Thor's um, uncle. Maybe make him, uh, 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 why can't I think of the name? Whatever old Cumberbatch was, that Ed O'Neill could take that on. Uh, I can't think oh, of the Doctor character. Strange. He could be Doctor Strange. He already is. <laughs> the best. He was born strange. He was. Oh, my God. He would be so oh, good. Oh, so there good. It, please. Ed O'Neill is Doctor Strange. Just doing the hand gestures. Why is he in that universe? Why is he not in that universe? That's foolish. He's getting too tight. Put us in charge. Modern family. Maybe he doesn't want I'm, to do it. Probably. I'm hoping Mandalorian season three. Give me some. Give me some Star Wars verse. If O'Neill fucking is some kind of weird Gamorrean guard in. Look <laughs> at what Nick Nolte did. Just yes! the like. But I believe Ed O'Neill would do the work and like give me the makeup. Absolutely. I'm doing it. Put me in. I'm make me a hut. I will carry that weight because I need it. A skinny hut? That would be so <laughs> skinny good. Hut. Thin, thin hut. I'm watching. Is that O'Neill? Uh, Ruby's watching Star Wars for the first time because she watched Mulan okay. and she got really into sword fighting. So okay. I bought her yeah, these yeah. like cheapy golf clubs and she ripped the club ends off 
and their swords. No, they're And I didn't yeah. realize she just walked up. She was like, gave me a sword, and she's like, sword fight. And I was like, what is we're doing mean? it. And she starts <clears throat> like crazy going at it, but like knowing what she's doing. I'm not saying, you know, I'm not trying to yeah. put my kid on a goddamn pedestal. I could still chop her up. But like, <laughs> she knew like she how to attack. Part. And when I would like defend, she knew to like keep to come back mm-hmm. and go. I was like, wow. Yeah. And then I found out I was from Mulan. She learned sword fighting. She liked it. So I was like, oh, I'm going to show her Star Wars. Eh. We started with Clone Wars because I was like, I'll show her a cartoon. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, yeah. this sucks. I mean, maybe, I'm sure it's great. But I never really watched it. I was like, this is too weird, fast paced. There's too, too many characters for her to. In the mythos. It's so too gonna, yeah. deep. I'm going to put the classic on. So we put yeah. on New Hope. And that's some classic sword fighting there. So Get the good. Old... So many. But as soon as Darth Vader comes in, and we all know he comes in early, she's like watching glued. Because she was glued from like the music, dun, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And she's like, so many letters and it's going away. But Darth Vader gets in. And she had been talking normal volume the whole time. And as soon as Darth Vader comes on, like I'm sitting next to her. And just under, breath, under her breath, she says, he's the I was like, that's true. It's true. Like right away, she's just like, you're picking up on what he's putting down. Pissed off. He's so mad he has to put a helmet on. He's burned alive. He's so mad. I forgot that that because I just put it on. It's on Disney Plus. Like I have the DVDs and I always just watch the Mm -hmm. original cut. But automatically on Disney Plus, you play the re mass uh, the the recuts or whatever. So I forgot that had skinny Jabba in. Which is so weird because Skinny Jabba waiting at the Millennium Falcon. They kept Skinny Jabba. He's in there. Yeah, they kept the original. They kept total that thing. fucking cut, the fucking re-release, whatever it was called. So my, if they're gonna keep it, you need to keep original Jabba, who's just a prince with guy. a crown and a long <laughs> velvet cloak on. He looks like a guy who would play the Burger King. It's a That's fat exactly British guy. What he's fucking wearing. You ha- make him the just Burger a big King fur. And then explain why he looks like a hut later on. Like you fell in a vat of acid. <laughs> so give me the joke. Just jokerize him. Joker. That was the biggest movie after Star Wars. So oh no my. one gives a shit. Re- just saying Joker just took this out. Um, Jesse got the new Mortal Kombat game. Mortal Kombat oh, Ultimate or something. Sure, and sure. Yeah. It, it it has Rambo in it. it oh my god. It has Jason and Freddy, right? I, that might have been. You might be able to unlock them. That might have been in the last one. It has you got the, the Joker in it because Warner Brothers owns it. Oh, now. that's right. Because Rambo it, 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 with the injustice. Shut up, Rambo. Rambo. Like that's enough to make me like play it. It is. Oh. Like that's how you know it's like targeted because it's like Rambo. I'll play Rambo. I have never. I wanted. I want to go back on like an emulator or just go on the computer and play the original. Mortal Kombat, where everybody is like, "Oh, vapors!" You can get the blood code on the Super Nintendo. This one, like one of Joker's moves, is you get close enough, he does a grab, and he grips the guy, and he pulls out a Bowie knife and just stabs this person in the back. It must be ten times. Just, and that's nothing. That's nothing compared right, to that's just a ten percent. The Terminator has the sawed-off shotgun, and one of them, he just, I know he has the shoot, so he shoots with the shot-off shotgun, but I think one of them, he just takes the butt end of the gun and just goes, 
and just splits <laughs> the guy's head. Don't you love how far it's come? It it's was like so far. The, the crappy photos of like, and you can find them online. They're amazing if you look up Mortal Kombat, like the photo shoot they used to animate it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a fucking guy who was doing a Miami Vice, and he's like, "Oh, what's my name? Oh, I'm Kano." Right. Okay. I, I'll, I'll. You need me to hunch. You need me to punch. Right. Cool. Awesome. Pretend like my neck is split open. Okay. Cool. It's such. I love it. That's amazing. There is um, uh, Liu Kang has a fatality. It's like kind of the Kill Bill, like the five point death touch. Like, oh, that's cool. But his five point death touch, each touch, like goes through the body, just, (laughs) and the last one just pulls out the guts and throws them on the ground. Just like, holy shit! You're talking about the Terminator. I was like, I remember Mortal Kombat two. Because they have the really fucking generic dude. I think his name is Striker. Oh, he, oh He's yeah. the fat dad with the nightstick, and he's got the the. He little, does the like, Jeff Uzi. Daniels. He does this, and I was like, "This guy's the best." Because one of his basic moves is he just goes gun. <laughs> he just cops you. Yeah. He just literally yeah. just Alabama cops head. you. And then he can sweep your leg, sweep the leg with the nightstick. Whoopsie, whoopsie. Well, that no, he's got like literally. They call it like the Jeff Daniels or the Dumb and Dumber. Like he takes the cane, just like in Dumb and Dumber, where uh-huh. they got the tuxedos on and they're walking and they're like kind of oh, cane yeah. fighting. And yeah. he walks forward and Jeff Daniels waits and he just gets down on one knee and just goes whack and hits Jim Carrey in the back of the leg. <laughs> yeah, and right, he literally yeah. does that exact move. Oh my god, it's so violent, but it's so fun. Of course, it like. Is. Those fighter, what do they call it? Just side scroll fighting games. There is yeah. nothing better. It made me like. I went and I played it with Jesse for like a half an hour on lunch, and we ended up playing yeah. it for like an hour. And like course, finally, I put the controller like, down. And I do? was just like, "Are we done?" I was like, "I could not be I done with this for twenty four hours." <laughs> right, for exactly. sure. Like Our you play the tower calling. mode story mode so good you end up with that you know mini boss that's stupidly too hard because he has the one move i'm just thinking of the one dude with like the eight arms that would just oh top arms yeah that's all it took oh my god it's so fun but crazy it's just crazy how far how far it's gone like i could see like like i could see i would i let my kid basically do whatever to a level now of course like, no, yeah it doesn't i don't watch i don't really watch anything that violent enough like star wars that's probably as, as yeah. intense as we got we watched scrooge that she was probably too young for a part of that but course, not far away. she could be 25 and i wouldn't want her to watch this it's so just mind splittingly insanely gory and disturbing like i watch first 48 all day but you see Rambo just yeah. like scalp a guy <laughs> calls Brian Denny he outs and he gives him a, gives him a flying like, Benoit. I, I hope the the Rambo skill set is scaled back to a striker. You just punch a lot of punch sweep kicks and maybe a knife. Oh, yeah, Nothing too gory, just a nice kill, a silent kill. He might set up like a might set up a, a couple claymores. Wire, tripwire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the mud, the mud kill. 
But uh, you said Mortal Kombat 2. Uh, for all you listening that haven't played, one, you should recommend go play it. Two, you'll remember what I'm talking about. Dude. Number two, uh, Jesse and I were talking about it. That's when they brought the droids in. And one of the droids, remember, he just is like Cyrex or something. He'd just get oh, close God. enough and his chest would open up and a little mechanical arm would come out and drop a grenade. Yes, because it was like smoke. They oh, had the like. Yeah, there was yes, smoke. they had the. It was just, yeah, it was uh, Sub-Zero and Scorpion, but they were like, let's give it a little 90s flourish. They have a little like what looks like an alien mask. There's uh, Kano. Is, they still have the classic characters. Kano or Kano still in this, but he breaks a bottle yeah. and brain shoves it through somebody's brain. Oh, they kept him a barroom brawler. Oh yeah, he's he starts when they have their first little conversation. Like, you shouldn't have shouldn't have stuck around, bro. He's taken like a leak. I love they were like, well, let, you know what? Let's use Kano from the movie, right? Oh shit! Some of the <laughs> characters like are actually now movie. designed after the actors that were in the movie, like no um, Shao Shao Kahn, the main bad guy from the first movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's now just of course that in blazing as that actor, famous character actor, that which is sweet. That is like that's cool. That's there's your peak, or not your peak. You yeah. get to your peak where it's like, oh, that's really cool, and then you're like, ooh, I'm gonna take one more step up because now I'm emblazoned as forever the video game version of this character that I took on the most, um, the most base pop culturey does art imitate. <laughs> life than ever does that video game character come from the copy the character that's from the video game played by the actor or is the video game character that looks like the actor copied from the video game i don't know let's go eat some hardies (laughs) i need that frisco burger okay i I will we'll go because i have one more note and i promised ash i would mention it Please do. Because it is a actual... They, this woman should be on the Mortal Kombat game. Okay. So we were at the grocery store, and I had Harvey in the cart, and Ash was going to pick up some stuff. And she was trying to get around this woman who... She did the classic, like, I'm going to park my cart in front of something that I'm not looking at, and then go look at... And what she was looking at, of course, was like beautifully frozen streusel cakes. Okay. So she's going through all the frozen cakes and examining them, and I I couldn't see her, but Ashley tried to get around her and looked at her and just had this look on her face. I could see in her eyes, despite the mask, and she was just like, "Oh shit! Oh shit!" The woman had cla- like N95, yep, surgical mask. Good honor, good honor. Uh, she had repurposed. And I was like, I gotta tell Hans because this is. She'd repurposed a fucking Crown Royal bag. Yes. Yes. Over the mask. So it reminded me of your homemade mask. Oh, yeah. Except she was like, oh, no, I'm just going to I'm going to lay this this old fucking graying Crown Royal bag. She would have been. Tassels up the side. Oh, I can picture along it. Along the lines. She it's like she been... was the street team for Crown Royal. Yes. she. Well, she would have been the coolest kid at Watertown High School. In 1998, so if you had the Crown Royal pencil bag, you knew you partied and you had money. Who's what do you got? Teddy Horning money? <laughs> we got D and D dice in there. Nah, I stones, magic stones. To, I have. Like, I got Sacagawea dollars in here. 
I saved a Crown Royal bag for Johnny because Johnny keeps like his uh-huh. diabetes medicine in them for some reason. And then he and put, I, wears them as a mask. Well, and I still have underwear. one that I saved for him, and I have to make him a Crown Royal mask. You have like do it because Ashley was like, it was ma- like not made by Crown Royal, like shipped from Canada. Like she cut it expertly, laid it over the N95. The drawstrings went up the side beautiful like it was like hot glued like this was this was a piece of work not as good as that old uh dick nose mask that that uh basketball that's ref what, had. exactly i was like everything is coming together <laughs> come on man <laughs> to describe the it real quick yeah Blo- oh, fucking uh, whistle mask at a basketball game without specific details there was a referee there and i was looking at him and i'm too dumb to put it together i was like this guy has a mask with a elongated flap in the middle that looks exactly like a flaccid penis. It's and like, I was like Gonzo's nose. It's Gonzo's nose. If it was just on your lips. Yes. Dangling out Flapping of your lips. around. And I was like, that guy is either Gene. That guy, one, Al Bundy doesn't care about life. Two, <laughs> I guess he has that flap because he's a basketball rep and he has to run. So to get a breath, he grabs the flap and pulls <sighs> it. But somebody more astute than me is like, no, that dude keeps a whistle in his mouth. And that allows the whistle noise no, to reverberate. No, and I no. was like, the fact that that guy's willing, like, I gotta have my whistle. I'm a ref. Yeah, I'm not gonna acknowledge that this is the most disgusting looking mask. Thing, A, a whistle is a receptacle for your spittle and moisture. Oh, and then God. you trap it Ugh. in a beautiful little... Gonzo nutsack thing. It is so disgusting. The smell of that. It's your extra smalls. Um, yes, it, that's what it is. You might as well wear an extra small. Maybe maybe you got a five pack. Put a whistle in it. <laughs> or but like that's what I would wear because I was such a smart ass piece of shit in high school. I'd be like, Oh yeah. You want yeah. me to wear them? Because I'm sure I wouldn't have taken anything seriously because I was a of course bad so. kid. Yeah. So I'd have been like, oh, you want me to wear a mask? You can make me wear a mask in high school. I want to wear the whistle mask. And it wouldn't have been like an anti-mask, like, bullshit. <laughs> no, something. you would have worn a mask. Like, hey, I'm my own, I'm I'm Johnny Yuma, the Midwest rebel. Yeah. So I'd have been like, <laughs> I'm wearing a dick nose mask, and I dare you to talk to me about it. But it would be, because I take your... everything to the extreme. It would be down yeah. to my chest. You keep your arrow lunch change in that. Yes. <laughs> like a little dick. Exactly. Some I would Dakota keep style. in it. <laughs> and I'd get away with eating during class, just lifting it up. Or it would literally be, it would be long enough and I would put one of those candy canes with Skittles in it. That's what would flap down. <laughs> Suck them up like a straw. Oh, God. That's so you funny. eating in class? No, I'm wearing my mask. Oh, that is Full gross. of six-lits. That is gross. I'm double masking now down here. Double masking? We got the variant. The variant. The South African variant. Only Oof. in South Carolina now. And only South places. Sorry, South Dakota. Uh, does Snacks South have you. a good one, too? No, I don't know what you're saying. South Africa, South Carolina, South Dakota. I Watch heard, out, fellas. I heard that on the news. They're like, South African variant finally made it to the States. I was like, yeah, of course it did. They're like, only in South Carolina. I was like, oh, what part? <laughs> and I, the, nobody was saying. I was like, even DHEC. Mine. Even South Carolina DHEC's not saying. So I went online. They're like, it's in, it's your it's neighbor. <laughs> it's your South African neighbors. <laughs> your phone rings and it's like the South African variant. It's like, I'm in the house. Hi, how are you? you? I don't know South African accent. 
No, it needs to be the Afrikaner. Yeah, like that. It's like ball. German, but worse. All I know about but South Africans are two of them, two people, two of them, two people from South African, South Africa showed up when I was working as a line cook at Perkins when I was 18. And these guys were 18, but like you said earlier, they looked like they were 45, and every waitress wanted to give them a blowjob. That's all, and every day, oh my god, she gave me right home and gave me a blowjob. (laughs) You're South African line cook in Watertown, South Dakota, in 1998? Yeah. The guy already had bleach blonde hair. Blowjobs for days, these guys. Because they stayed at the fucking, there was like a weird... They that was way too was close to apartheid for yeah, me. Yeah, it was weird. Because it was like, there was like a boy's home on the outskirts of town. Yes. Because I remember hearing tell, it was like, oh yeah, that's where, and you know, they have the fucking South African name. So it was like, you know, like Rome or something. You know, they have like, <laughs> like exotic name. Rome and the boys, they stay out at the, <laughs> next to the fucking, fucking radio tower. Yeah, they like stayed in a hut behind like the strip club or something. Like, I don't know what Oh my god, you said yes, because I was like, it was like, because, of course, a girl that, like, I was in a car with a girl that wanted to fuck one of them, but it was like, that's where those boys stay. And I was like, and of course, and now in my, my mind, it has warped into, like, it's literally under a radio tower in the same I parking lot as the, the strip club. Tower. Yes, I can it's the, the same. It was tower. right by South Fork. And they which were was the so, strip club. Like, like they were like, jovial South Africans. And, and like I yeah. said, like they would make a joke between each other. And then I like tried to butt in and they were like, we'll fucking murder. You. We're going to kill you. Now you, <laughs> Patricia, give me a blowjob <laughs> on the drive home. It's like, I fucking hate these South Drive me African home, guys. give me a blowjob. <laughs> oh my God. That's fucking, I haven't thought, holy shit, yeah, there was a lot of South Africans in Watertown, and it was at that hut. It was like the ISIS of South Africa in Watertown. I wonder what the real story, maybe they came to play soccer or something, because Watertown had a weird history. (laughs) Known for their soccer There was a weird history of importing athletes. There was a scandal. This is real. Oh, the Watertown scandal. The Watertown basketball team scandal where... Uh, Jason Sutherland. I don't think I have to. I, he's a he's a icon in Watertown. We, Amazing basketball. We gotta put player. it up on the website because there is one grainy video of him dunking at the state tournament. Hell of a someone dunk. taped it off their TV, off their iPhone, off of a tape. Yes. <laughs> Swinging white guy dunk. He looks like the whistle mask. He's hanging off that hoop. <laughs> that hoop. So. They got to get some pieces around him. So we haven't had the caliber of basketball player. He's a hell of a ball player, but big time Midwest. You know, he's probably six feet tall, but he wasn't getting any taller. So he wasn't going to play in the big game, but he played. He goes to Missouri, though. Yeah. He's no no Mike Miller. He went to the final four or something. Um, And he got the last foul, fucked it up against UCLA. He did. I remember that. See, why would I know that? See, that's because he's a legend. That's as close as we have to Michael Jordan. Yes. He is though he really is our Babe Ruth, and you're about to tell the story because it's like I lived across the street from the guy. Oh, okay. That they got in, so they bring a guy in because he needs a piece. They need a center man. We got to win that state championship, and all of a sudden, they bring in this center from like Yugoslavia or some war torn yeah, no, Bosnia yeah. or something, and yeah. we're like, oh, yeah. this guy's amazing. He's like he's seven fucking foot. Russian. 
He's fucking Russian. The fix is in. He's in. He's playing. He's like going to classes. Turns out, like six months later, knowingly, the coach, the school board, <laughs> brought in this 22-year-old Russian he was an adult. to pretend to be 16 so they could win the state <laughs> championship. It's literally like a bad fucking like undercover cop. Yeah. He lived across the street from me because my parents' best friends from high school, like we all lived in the same neighborhood, so I grew up. With that family, they were like, they were really close friends with the Babe Ruths of Watertown's family. Right. right. So they're like, of course, we will foster this young man. And I remember like the, like I hear, hearing the adults talk, like he's coming from Europe and like he's going to, he's, he's getting take state. Um, America. Like we're going to raise this boy up from this war torn straight up fucking bad undercover cop like he was vladimir putin he was a man. with like a sweet fade yeah. like it was a grown man that was like yeah no i'm 16 i wonder if my i brother, want to play think, ball with you i think my oldest brother's too old and uh jesse's a little too young because i i yeah him playing basketball you're like all right I, some people just develop more they look like an athlete but if where you see the the differential the difference he's a is when he's <laughs> sitting in civics Next to 16-year-olds, because when's the last time you looked at a 16-year-old? You're like, when I was 16, That's I thought I was an adult. I'm looking at a 16-year-old. Yeah. They look nine. So this 22-year-old yeah. Russian is He's sitting in there like, uh, Mr. Iverson. Class. You're just like, holy <laughs> shit. That is just beautiful. But the thing All about it. All he wants is a drink and a steak. Yes. And you can see it on his face. It's yeah, like, and is, American blue This blue is a jeans. lot. <laughs> Yankee fucking blue jeans. But I get it now. I get it. Just we can bring it full circle to dadness. One thing, the so COVID has taken so much. But what I've realized in my nephew, like starting to kick ass in basketball, is COVID mm. has taken the chance for this uncle to be a weird high school basketball booster. Because I would be in the fucking stands <laughs> with a fucking Sun Devils jersey yeah. on. <laughs> Yelling at the refs, just getting into the game because it is the most fun you can have for $4.50. I fucking love it. I can't wait till COVID's lifted because I'm going to be at yeah. every game just oh, getting into it. We are a 15-minute walk away from, in, in Columbus, it's called Bishop Watterson, mm -hmm. and it's one of the best high school football schools in the state of Ohio. Okay. So, like, Ash was like... I can't wait till the fall. We're just gonna walk. We're just gonna walk and watch football games yep. on Friday night. That's it. That's how I want to spend my Friday night at a yeah. high school basketball game. Like I, I am now that better. person that I look at when I was a kid, like chugging Mountain Dews and throwing Skittles at my friends, and I was like, "Who are these losers in their Booster Watertown That's... jackets that stand on the fence? They're there every week, and I'm oh, like, yeah. they're here every week." And I was like, "But your ass is here every fucking right. week." I get it now. Like, I didn't I understand even before, like, it's just my fun. brothers were in sports. Um, Jesse played basketball. So obviously it would make sense to go to the games. But I was like, it never quite clicked with me. Like, why are we going to every game? I dug it because it was like a chance for us to be like rogue, Social. like kids just yeah. being freaks under Run the bleachers. Yeah. But I was like, damn, my dad is into the Watertown Arrows oh, for not yeah. having a kid on the team. Followed totally get it. I will mm -hmm. know, like, down the road, I'm going to know every name of the team. 
going to be the guy yep. at the end of the game going, hey, hey, Rogers, Ro- Rodertson, come here for a second. Good game, Rog. Second, second quarter, you know, that, that, that third whistle, you know what I'm talking about? You got to throw a few more elbows in there. Just don't uh, be afraid. Uh, keep an eye on your girl. Those South Africans are staying under the radio station. <laughs> They're staying under the bleachers. <laughs> Just eyes under the bleachers waiting to take your positions. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I can't think of the last time people were anti-South African. <laughs> we pick them. We pick them around here. We do. It's a Watertown. Uh, what do we need? Uh, uh, apartheid's not going their way. Bring them to Watertown. <laughs> They'll work in the Perkins. Put them in the hut next to that 40-year-old the Russian. Club. They sent that guy back. Real quick, I know we're, we're, yeah. we're winding it down. That fucking poor guy that they brought over right from russia to pretend that he was 16 as soon as like the aberdeen corn huskers or whatever their name the rab rabbits or whatever were like that guy's fucking 22 it didn't take we don't even have the internet and it didn't take us more than an hour worth of research they sent him back to fucking the kremlin (laughs) he's like khashoggi Oh, like they shit. sent him back and they murdered him. Yes. He was a political dissident and they were like, send him back. He's like, please don't send me back. They'll kill me along with my family. And we're like, ah, you you can't dunk? Oh, you ain't 18? Get him out of here. That guy was waiting in the dungeon like Jafar and Aladdin waiting for <laughs> Vladiensky or whoever they just arrested that Putin yeah. just poisoned. Can he hit, boy? <laughs> I want I've been to America. America. <laughs> <laughs> that is fucking uh, funny. Leave it to the fucking South Africans in South Dakota. <laughs> I kind of thought about that. That's fuck. I can't wait. That is. I'm gonna go tell this to my wife, and she's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" I, it's like, all I just real. talked to Hans for a half an hour about the South Africans. I lived in a radio tower. Ninety-five percent of the stories that go through my head, I need to verbal from our hometown. When I verbalize them finally out loud with you is when it finally clicks. That's like, holy shit, that is the weirdest, craziest, funniest thing. Like our hometown, everybody's got their hometown. That's why Twin Peaks exists. Yes. Because if this was a side story in Twin Peaks, if you had South Africans that lived in a fucking radio tower, (laughs) you'd be like, David Lynch is a genius. And you'd be like, he just lived next door to me. And housed a Russian dissident. Right. Pretended like they were a high school teacher. It's like you don't explain why there's always these like weird, poorly dressed KGB agents (laughs) like on this weird suburban (laughs) cul-de-sac. And you don't reveal their storyline until four four episodes later. You're like, this is a, this is a, they'll say, you know, this is some nutty fiction. You're like, that shit's based on, I can actually (laughs) put based on actual events. I mowed that guy's lawn. Exactly. He threw me a ruble. <laughs> uh, well, should we... Uh, All right, man. Deport. I We should deport ourselves. Is that the word? It's not the word. You don't deport, do you? You get deported. Do you deport? Could I deport you? Like, right. Could you deport me? Yeah, you could. Oh, yeah, I, I could deport you. It just didn't sound right. You just can't deport yeah, yourself. That's weird. What we're trying. I'm deported. Yeah, we are trying our damnedest. Everybody else is like, no, we can say deported. No, we deported deported both of you a long time ago. You you can't deport yourself, but I'm clicking the button. (laughs) Tell me more about Mortal Kombat and your love of Rambo. (laughs) 
That's why we love Rambo, because the Russians infiltrated our town. Your shoulder hurts? Well, my ears <laughs> yeah, hurt. Yeah, yeah. They have a fucking brain cavity. Well, there's nothing they can do about it. We <laughs> love we, them. We love them. Jerk practice, jerk practice. Sketch boys love to reminisce. Yeah. Wow, we sure gotta climb a lot of steps to get this Capitol building here in Washington. Hey, who's that sour scrap of paper? Oh, it's just Bill. I'm just a bill, yes I'm only a bill, and I'm sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the capital city. It's a long, long way. Well, I'm standing in committee, but I know I'll be a last someday. At least I hope and pray that I will, but today I am still just a bill. Gee, bill, you still have a lot of patience and courage. I guess, I mean... I got this far, but when I started, I wasn't even a bill. I was just an ID of some folks back home. Decided they wanted a law passed, so they called our local congressman, and he said, You're right, there ought to be a law. Then he sat down and wrote me out and introduced me to Congress, and I became a bill. And I'll remain a bill until they decide to make me a law, you know? Make me a law. I'm just a bill, yes I'm only in a bill, and I got as far as Capitol Hill. Well now I'm stuck in committee, and I sit here and wait, well a few key congressmen discuss and debate whether they should let me be of a how I hope and pray that they will, but today I'm still just a bill. Listen to these congressmen arguing, it's all that discussion and debate about moi. You know what is, I'm one of the lucky ones, as most bills never even get this far. If they don't report favorably on me, I'm gonna die. Die? Yes, dying committee. Oh, I'm up. It looks like I'm gonna live. I'm gonna go to the House of Representatives and they're gonna vote on me. If they vote yes, well, I get to go to Senate and the whole thing starts all over again. Oh, no. Oh, yes. I'm just a bill. Well, yes, I'm only a bill. And if they go for me on Capitol Hill, well then I'm off to the White House. Well, there I'll wait in line with other bills ew, for the president to sign. And he signs me, then I'll be a law. I'm hoping to pray that he will. But today I'm just a bill. You mean even if the whole Congress says you should be a law, the president can still say no? Yes, that's called a, a veto. If the president vetoes me, I have to go back to Congress and they won't have to vote again on me. But you know, by that time, by that time, it's very likely that I will become a law. It's not easy to come along. No. But I hope and pray that I will. But today, I'm still so Bill. Oh my gosh. Bill, he just signed you. Now you're a law. OMG, I'm a law now. Law. I'm just a bill. Wait, no, I'm now a law, guys. I'm now a law, and now I do law things. I just want to deuces, you know, call out. Supreme Court. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hello. Hello. Oh, why did I say Supreme Court? I'm at the court, too. All the courts out there, Supreme or not, I love you all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is Bill. Oh, deuces up. We out. I mean, you're welcome.